0: What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Rave Culture Podcast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host Emma Kapodis. Thank you guys so much for being here and for tuning in this week. Wow, we have an awesome episode. I know I say this every week, but today I'm super excited because we have a guest coming on later that I got the chance to interview, and I absolutely love her to death. She's such a sweetheart. Um, She's a pretty big part of the EDM community. I'm sure a bunch of you might know of her. So I'm really excited to share um, the conversation that I got to have with her today. Uh, I think you guys are really, really going to like it. We are both like total nerds and geek out about the EDM community because we both love it so much and it's such a huge part of our lives So you can expect us to cover a lot of topics today. I know I'm sort of just jumping straight into this, but um, yeah, you can expect us to cover a whole bunch of topics in the EDM community. We're going to talk music festivals and a little bit about like adulting and balancing raving and going to festivals. She's had a couple of life changes recently that we're going to get into. So you guys can expect all of that coming up. But before we get into that, I just want to say thank you guys as always for listening every week, for rating and reviewing the podcast on iTunes and for subscribing Um, I'm also posting videos up on YouTube so if you guys didn't already know I have a YouTube channel under my name Emma Capotis, and I am posting the weekly podcast up there if you want to see some video behind the scenes Uh, I'm still working on getting video of the interviews you know I'm like new to recording podcasts and doing all this stuff I know we're on episode 18 but doing interviews and everything is new to me so I might try Skype at some point but um, I do want to get video of the collar on the other end but until then you guys can stare at my face and this big baggy t-shirt that I'm wearing today which totally has a stain on it oh my god that's embarrassing (laughs) I've sort of decided that the trend of the podcast is that I'm going to be wearing oversized t-shirts and long sleeves because I just want to be the most comfortable when I'm recording this I usually record it later at night sometimes on the weekends Uh, but this is like the anti-YouTube Emma the very chill no makeup not getting dressed up uh, just chilling at home recording and uh, I want to be comfortable and I want it to feel like we're just sitting down and having a conversation in the comfort of our homes or wherever you're listening to this right now on your way to work I've heard in a sauna at the gym whatever you're doing I want you know it to come off as authentic and we're just hanging out together and also I don't really want to put makeup on or an outfit on after I get home from work so there's that <laughs> but anyway that's the deal with everything you guys can also check me out on Instagram and Twitter it's at Emma Capotis or at Rave Culture Cast at Rave Culture Cast if you guys want to follow along with with the podcast, I need to get some uh, clips going up on that Instagram. So I'm, I got to pick up my shit over there. But if you guys want to just stay in touch with me, um, I usually post things about getting submissions for upcoming episodes, polls, questionnaires. So definitely check me out over there so you guys can have some input on upcoming episodes. Actually, I, I, while I'm on that topic, I'll just mention you guys can always send in any submissions to raveculturecast at gmail.com, raveculturecast at gmail.com you guys can send in emails voice memos if you want to include that I would absolutely love to have your voices on the podcast coming up but yeah any topic suggestions or episode ideas or people you want me to interview on here and have a conversation with feel free to send me anything if you want advice on something um, I'm thinking about doing just one big Q&A episode as well where we just like topic juggle and get through a whole bunch of things related to the EDM community and festivals. So anyway, that's always open raveculturecast at gmail.com. Right now I actually am looking for submissions for two things. One, I know I mentioned this last week, but I want to know your unpopular EDM opinions. So I think this is such a fun topic. Every time I see this trend on Twitter or this thread, I love reading what people say and I think it'd be really cool to get your opinions on this. Uh, An unpopular EDM opinion obviously is just like going against the grain. Um, Are there any artists that really popular that you think are overrated it can be anything it could be about a genre anything in the EDM community so definitely send those over to me and then I also want to know for a separate episode how do you carry the plur mentality into your daily lives and if you've been somebody that's been raving for a while or attending EDM shows for a while you'll know that plur stands for peace love unity and respect it's sort of like a motto and a life mantra for a lot of ravers I know Pasquale Rotella who is the owner of Insomniac and EDC Las Vegas he runs all those festivals Festivals. Um, it's just something that he promotes a lot and it's just a really incredible way to think about this community and the love that's shared throughout people and the respect that a lot of ravers have for each other. So I'm sort of curious how you take the plur mentality that you feel at a music festival into your daily lives. Like is there any way you incorporate it? Do you have like a rave fam you regularly stay in touch with? So yes, please send those submissions as well. Again, voice memos are welcome. Just attach those to the email and let me know that you guys are okay with me sharing them. Alrighty. I kind of want to get into the episode today because I have a feeling she and I are going to talk for a long long time. So no EDM news today. Your girl is actually on vacation this week. I know in the video I'm sitting at home but in actuality I'm recording this a week early so that I can take a break next week but I will be back in next week's episode with some updates, some EDM uh, news for you guys. The last thing I want to quickly mention are the upcoming shows and festivals I have so I will be at Electric Zoo all three days I'm definitely going to be planning on doing multiple meetups um just waiting for the festival map to come out and for set times to come out because this lineup is so stacked there i have a feeling i'm gonna have an absolutely packed schedule because there's so many people i want to see and i haven't been to izu since 2017 so i'm just like i'm itching for a festival right now and this is near my hometown i literally cannot wait to be there so excited to meet all of you guys so definitely stay tuned for that i'm also going to be at imagine music festival which is at the atlanta motor speedway i believe and that's in September. September 22nd to the 24th around then. Whereas it, it might be the 20th to the 22nd. I forget. <laughs> but I'll be there Friday through Sunday with my girl Vibe with Aid. Uh, we'll also be having meetups there. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be hosting one um, with the Lunchbox family as well. which I love them so much. They're so, so awesome. I had, um, they were on my episode, uh, The Ultimate Festival Companion. They're doing some really incredible initiatives. You know, they have the anti-theft hydration pack, but they're also working with medics and ground control at festivals to make backpacks that are more visible um, that have like the little red cross on them so that people in the audience can see um, medical help and find it more quickly and it's more visible to them so they're doing some really incredible stuff so they're going to be at imagine and I'm going to try and team up with them so stay tuned for all of that I'll be coming up with updates when it's closer to the festival and that's all I've got okay so let's get into today's episode and our guest on the podcast today. Today, I'm super excited to welcome Cotton Candy. She is a content creator in the EDM and Music Festival space. She is an absolute sweetheart, just as her name suggests. That's like her rave name. Um, She's got a pretty big following on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube. Um, She is always sharing some awesome, like, EDM related memes, stories. She's always posting different threads that a lot of people contribute to on Twitter. I love her Twitter. It's great. You'll probably see a lot of like rave companies also like screenshot and share the tweets that she does. So she's like always on social media you guys can always get in touch with her she also has a youtube channel which is awesome she has incredible edm vlogs uh this girl travels all over the world it's freaking crazy i don't know how she does it but we're gonna be talking about it today (laughs) i have a lot of questions for her but she just had a super packed summer uh she was in europe and attended a bunch of festivals she is a huge hard style fan she loves happy hardcore music i hope i'm getting that correct darren styles is like her absolute favorite dj so Very opposite of me, which is another reason I was excited to have her on here because I often neglect hardcore music and hardstyle music. So we're going to be talking about that as well, you guys. So all my hardstyle fans out there, get excited. I'm going to be asking her for, like, suggestions on artists. Who should we be listening to? All that fun stuff. So you guys can follow her there. Um, I personally really quickly became familiar with her through YouTube. She is also a diehard EDC Las Vegas fan Uh, that's how I found her through her EDC Las Vegas tips videos and advice videos we got to talking because we have a lot in common and now I've met her twice Uh, but not for long enough I have to talk to her about that like I met her at EDC 2018 and there was a meetup a reddit meetup so I got to meet her there and then last year I literally saw her for like a minute I swear she had to run so that sucked so I do want to hang out with her um, soon at another festival or show or something like that but we are both very much in the eat sleep, rave, repeat mentality. And that's where the name of the episode came from. I thought that was perfect. We're both like deeply ingrained in this community. It's given a lot to us. We love it so much. So I'm super excited to just pick her brain about... A ton of stuff coming up in the EDM community, music festivals, like I said, hardstyle music, budgeting. I'm going to try and get as much as I can crammed into one episode, and if I have to, we will have a follow-up with her, <laughs> so you guys will have to let me know what you think about this episode. Uh, I definitely want to hear feedback on it, because I would love to have her back, and we haven't even already played the interview, you guys. That's how you know it's going to be good. So anyway, without further ado, please welcome to the podcast Cotton Candy. I'm okay. <laughs> So I did like a quick little intro to you, but for those of the people listening who are not familiar with you, could you just give like a quick background about yourself, where you're from, just share a little bit about your story, your age, and any other background info you wanna include so that the listeners can get to know you a little bit
1: better. My name is Cotton Candy. That's like my front-facing influencer name. I am originally from Southern California. I got into raving really young. Like my first rave in Southern California, I was 13. And I currently, live in Utah. I lived in Utah for a job, which I just quit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But I think I'm going to stay here just because cheap and I don't mind it. It's kind of nice. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, originally growing up in SoCal, I raved a lot. And so I've been in the EDM scene for 11 11 years. Yeah, I'm 24. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's been it's been a long time. But yeah, I never grew out of it. I think a lot of people who I like originally started raving with 11 years ago, they obviously most people grow out of it. And mm-hmm. I think when I first started, maybe like my mom thought it was just a phase, but I mm-hmm. am still really into the music. I'm even more involved in the scene than I obviously was when I was 13 yeah <laughs> that's so cool
0: wait I know you did a video on your first rave right
1: I did I did a video of my first year of raving when I was 13 and 14 which that's was so crazy 2008 2009 and so I used yeah. to go raving in San Bernardino California events used to be all ages and mm-hmm. it was a lot different than what people call the rave scene now like right raves now people call music festivals raves but no, when I started raving it was just like this small dark location with a dj playing music very minimal lighting if anything like it was a real mm-hmm. rave
0: <laughs> yeah no that's so cool i feel like i feel like you got to just experience like a whole other side of it and in southern california you guys just had I mean, you continue to have all the events, like a lot of the insomniac events are out there. So do you feel like that was just a nice area to be in to just like be exposed to
1: that so young? Oh, yeah, like 100%. I just feel like if I grew up anywhere else, like most places weren't going to have such a huge rave scene, Mm -hmm. especially ones that were like all ages that I could just go to and insomniac events I mean insomniac didn't used to be as big as they are now of course they were just one of the companies doing like bigger music festivals I do have that video um, about my first year of raving and nocturnal 2009 was my first insomniac event ever and it was so crazy because I was used to going to like these little raves and it is they, they tried as hard back then as they do now with their production quality like trying to make it an experience and mm-hmm. they had like all these rides and like really crazy decorations and yeah it was a lot of fun and it blew me away and I'm actually going to nocturnal next- you are I was gonna yeah <laughs> so I awesome. it's going to be my 10-year anniversary of my first insomniac event my first nice. massive event so nocturnal 2009 nocturnal 2019 it just felt right yeah
0: that's awesome when
1: was the last one you went to nocturnal in
0: 2009
1: um no I've been quite a few times I think I've been about five times like throughout the years my last time was 2017 So two years Mm. ago. And then 2015, 2016. And yeah, they were all held. These past few ones that I've been to have always been held at that Glen Helen Regional Mm -hmm. Park area. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for my anniversary.
0: And you're going to camp too?
1: Yep. That's like the best part about... um, Nocturnal. Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, I mean... We'll get into it in a little bit. I want to like pick your about some of your favorite festivals because I know you've attended a lot more recently. So I'm sort of like curious about which is awesome because you you've experienced a lot but before we get into that
1: I wanted to ask where you got your name from Hot Candy. Oh <laughs> um, <laughs> also in my video like an origin video. I have pictures and stuff. Um, so back in the day when I first started raving, everybody had a rave name. Mm-hmm. Like it was something like really obscure or like themed. So there was like sparkles and glow stick and panda and like no, a lot of the times people didn't know each other's real names. Like my of right. friends, I from back then, I couldn't tell you what their real names were. Like I was in a, rave family called spr stop pop and roll and like the rave mom was <laughs> trigger and the rave mom was neo and i had yeah all these like crazy rave names awesome. um but i was actually in a relationship and this isn't and i was like four, 14 so i didn't really know anything um <laughs> but they named us oxy and cotton so oh my they God. were oxy and i was cotton it's not appropriate and i didn't even know <laughs> what it was at the time but it was just cute because we were a couple so i was like That's really funny Aww. we actually got raised married at nocturnal 2009 anyone who's been to the nas event center nocturnal used to be there so we got raised okay. on the little bridge um <laughs> like over the pond and there was this huge crowd and everybody made a big deal about it and it was really fun um Aww. but but shortly after we broke up and right. so <laughs> I was going to all these events and introducing myself as Cotton. And it didn't Mm -hmm. really make sense, like, without Oxy being there with me. So I was just (laughs) Cotton. And someone felt really bad for me and decided to rave name me, re-rave name me right there at that event. Cotton Candy. They just added the candy. And so I I was like, still me. But yeah. And so I've been Cotton Candy for 10 years. I think a lot of people that think that my name is just like my... My name on social media, but like yeah, I've been cotton candy for like ten years, and anyone who like would remember me from back in the day, they like have always called me just cotton or candy. Oh
0: so. yeah oh my god no it's totally ingrained in your life at this point yeah like I mean, even
1: my family like they call they're very my family is very supportive and excited mm-hmm. about me being cotton candy like my oh. birthday present and my birthday cake say cotton candy I love yeah, that it's really fun. that's so cute oh my god yeah I had to get that background story just because
0: in case anybody's like not super familiar with you I wish they still still did that I do too them, but not
1: by many no I feel mm. like it's evolved into the people who do have like these fun names it's like their social media handle Yeah. so they're known by like their social media handle it's not like someone like has a rave name and a lot right, of people right. have really cool handles, but like in real life and at events, they don't go by their handle. They still go by like their real name. Sure. God, no, I love it. I love that. That's like a whole part of your personality. Okay,
0: so one other thing I wanted to chat about before we get started, i like to ask everybody who comes on here who their favorite artists are. And I know you have a fear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, like my favorite artist of all time would be I Darren. at it
0: before you came on but i was oh, like you? "We gotta talk about this
1: yeah <laughs> i oh man i'm such a hardcore stan i feel kind of like weird now because like i know him like on a personal mm-hmm. level so i i mean i see him all the time now like at events and it's just gotten weird because i started listening to him before i started raving so i okay. listened to his music on youtube when i was like 10 years old back in like 2005 2005 yeah
0: Yeah. and this is darren Uh, styles right
1: yeah darren styles so he's been around a really long time and i just loved his music i loved happy hardcore and i'm surprised after all this time that he's still like my favorite dj producer Mm -hmm. dj of all time He's obviously evolved over the years and I just there's never been anything of his that I haven't absolutely loved. I love that he's growing and I guess as I'm growing into a different person like I've just followed his music and it seems right and Mm -hmm. I am really proud of like everything he's accomplished lately. I I feel really really a strong connection to his music and I'm really happy he exists. I think everybody out there has like one DJ that they just like they've done so much for them as a person and you're Mm -hmm. just eternally grateful. That's Exactly how I felt with Darren.
0: And how is it like talking to him and like knowing him now? Is that the weirdest thing ever?
1: It really is. I don't like it. Like he follows me. <laughs> he follows me on social media, and I'm like please. I hope he has me muted. And his wife follows me. <laughs> and I'm like, I really hope they have me muted. Because I'm just like this rave girl, this like 24 year old rave girl. And I posted oh. all these dumb rave memes and girly stuff. And no, he probably yeah. loves it. We'll That's see. So <laughs> I did post a picture of what my um, like Halloween outfit was gonna be, and it was like this little girl wearing a giant cotton candy costume, and he loved that. And I was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so awesome. Is he
0: wait? Is he British? Yes. He is. Okay, I was going to say. Okay. Well, so one thing I wanted to chat a little bit about was just because I recently did a video like describing the different EDM genres and I got eaten alive about like the comments I said about hardstyle and hardcore music, which fair enough, I do not know that much about it. So I did want to touch on it a little bit today because I know you love it so much. So with your expertise on it, can you just explain to me and to some of the listeners, like you don't have to go into detail,
1: but like what is the main genre and what are the subgenres? Of? A lot of misconception, like Darren is actually becoming really big in the United States and like a few other places. So mm-hmm. he's a happy hardcore DJ and a lot right. of people are confusing him with hard style because he sounds like kind of like hardstyle and there are literally no other happy hardcore DJs that play in the US. So he's just kind of grouped with all the hardstyle DJs that are playing here. Like he plays on the hardstyle stage and he's the only happy hardcore person. So people definitely get confused and don't really understand. Stand, especially mm-hmm. when they're new to the genre so hard style so hard dance music is the correct term it's kind of like medium mm-hmm. it's a blanket term so you Got have hard it. dance music and then underneath would be hard style which is like 150 bpm and then hardcore which is like starts at 170 and then branches off to like all these crazy like really fast bpms and like some hard style is like euphoric and which is like mm-hmm. uplifting more positive happy melodic and then there's like raw it's really like edgy and hardcore and like distorted they had just two mm-hmm. different styles and then hardcore music in the netherlands were like hard style and hardcore are like really big also italy sorry i don't want to get i don't want to get eaten alive either there's a lot to it there's so many different no. genres and subgenres and styles um but for most of the hard dance music scene, hardcore is actually a different style music than what Darren is. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot more edgy. It's really fast. It kind of fits more with like the hard style scene. Happy hardcore is like on the outskirts. A lot of people, especially in the hard style, like hardcore scene do not Mm -hmm. accept happy hardcore as part of hard dance music. It's like off to the side. It's too like people argue like it's not hardcore, which is like, more they don't think it's angsty it. enough yeah yeah so he what he does is like really happy it's like fast like hardcore it's faster than hard style it's really happy and like positive and just melodic and it's very unique there's not a lot of stuff out there like it um, mm-hmm. but yeah a lot of people don't like to group it with hard dance so Gosh. um happy hardcore is its own thing it's definitely kind of like an outcast but darren has really been pushing it and more people are starting to accept his music in the hard dance scene because it's kind of taking influence from hard stuff so i was at Mm -hmm. defcon one a few weeks ago and or a month ago and a Mm -hmm. lot of people were dropping his music so a lot of hardstyle DJs were playing his music so that's a big deal that's a huge stepping stone for him and I'm really excited that's so cool no thank you for clarifying all that because I think even just for people who are just beginning
0: and getting into that genre it helps just to know a little bit of the difference and of course like I never want to group it into one thing because that's like saying all house music sounds the same or all techno sounds the same so I know there are definitely like differences within it and the stuff you have recommended to me which is why I wanted to any of you want to throw out there I really liked the happy hardcore stuff especially like easing into it I feel like that's a good (laughs) good intro into the genre but are there any other people that you really like that are in hard
1: dance see you picked up on it really well yeah yeah. Hard dance music mm-hmm. is, like, the best term you can use to not compete okay. in alive. It's, like, the blanket <laughs> term. <I'm> learning, yeah. <laughs> so, hard dance, you're going to be safe with that. It covers a lot of bases. Darren Styles' Happy Hardcore is, like, my favorite. I do, like, a lot of different genres under hard dance music. So, I like mm-hmm. hard style. And I don't lean more towards euphoric or raw, which are, like, the two main ones. Euphoric is, like, uplifting and really melodic. Mm-hmm. If I was going to recommend someone who likes, like, Happier, EDM, Melodic. I would go for, like, Code Black and Atmospheres. And then sure. if you like really edgy, if you like, like, for example, Dubstep, like, really raw, edgy, or, like, yeah. Rhythm, you could probably hang with raw, hard style. And I would suggest, like, Malice or Rebellion. They're really, really, really hard. Okay.
0: Gotta look this then, up
1: faster. <laughs> yeah. And then they're they're edgy, man. It, it takes a lot to, like, yeah, it's a lot of bass. And then yeah, happy hardcore. Darren Styles is my favorite for sure. Okay. <laughs> is awesome that, is that like, thank you? To get people started?
0: <laughs> I think so. No, that's perfect. I think at least for me, I just my intro to it and association is only through EDC Las Vegas. So of course, it's like okay, you're just going to group in whoever Pasquale puts on the hard style stage. And like you said, it's like you kind of just have to group people into there. But um, so that was my only association with it. But I think this is a great jumping point for anybody else, too, who like maybe they don't know anything about the genre. They can all go look up those artists. And then Atmospheres is one that I know I like. Somebody, one of my subscribers suggested that. And I actually did like that a lot. So thank you for getting more into the genre. Let's see what else I want to chat about. So you brought up a couple things. I wanted to back up a little bit and chat about your summer because I think you've had a bit of a wind of the summer and you've gone to a couple festivals in the last month. So can you take us through some of the ones you went to recently and
1: just give a quick review on how they went? The most recent ones I went to, I I was in Europe for three weeks doing three different festivals in three different countries. Oh, my (laughs) Um, God. I know. I'm 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 still tired. Uh, so I did three three festivals in under two and a half weeks. So I did DEF CON One in the Netherlands at the end of June, which is like a Mecca for hard dance music festivals. Like it's the most mm-hmm. famous hard dance music event. It's kinda like EDC in Tomorrowland, like any EDM fan, it's like mm-hmm. a spiritual journey to go there. It's like right. the exact same for DEF CON one. For like hard dance music lovers, and their your videos
0: were crazy. Like the production looked there that? looked nuts.
1: Yeah. Oh, insane! I couldn't believe it. Like, oh my goodness! It is the fireworks and shit. Even hands the, down, oh my the God. craziest <laughs> festival in the yeah. world. It's just insane. Oh my um, God. And then after uh, after DefCon one, I traveled. To electric love festival in austria which started like two days later <laughs> mm-hmm. so i literally just got on like a bus and went all the way to austria to go to this festival and i really liked that one it was really really small compared to defcon one obviously like one of the biggest festivals in the world i would say it was kind of like the size of electric zoo i know you've been to that and the main stage was a lot bigger though still it was a really good production for like being such a small event and i didn't know what to expect just coming from defcon one and it turns out when i got there everyone there loved hard style and it was so weird because i no didn't way. know what i was getting myself into because it was like a very diverse lineup it was like your typical edc lineup just smaller so it had like the big names and then it had like some dubstep and trap and hard style but like every stage i went to they were all playing hard style and like people loved it it was so weird awesome. i just i just didn't know what the scene was <laughs> i didn't know what to expect um but yeah hard Dance is just really popular in Europe in general right I was and that, gonna say maybe they just get it a little bit more yeah because yeah. I think like the home like the main place for hard dance music is or hard style at least is in the Netherlands and so mm-hmm. just in Europe like all those countries are so close together they just kind of like yeah it's yeah, like very common. yeah it's it's like dubstep here in the U.S. it's like everyone out there likes hard hard dance music or at least hard Got style. It. right okay and then Few days later after electric love I traveled from Austria all the way to Croatia for a six day long hard hard dance music event mm-hmm. and it was crazy <laughs> it was really <laughs> so I did so so much like festivaling and such a such a short period of time so it was really intense and it was a lot of hard style and hard dance music no way so was that that just like not comparing to this but like a miami music week where it was just a full week of different events essentially no so it was like the whole event (laughs) took took place on like a beach and it wasn't like stages it was like They rented out all of the clubs on this beach. And so all of the clubs were stages. And you can go to and from them. But then there was a beach. And then there were, like, boat parties. So you can get on, like, a boat on that beach. And then take you out on the water. It's, like, this whole event was centered on this beach but yeah it was really open it was one it was in one area it was really open like you could hang out on the beach you can come and go as you wanted there was like like boat and pool parties in the daytime at like one o'clock until like five or six and then nighttime parties at the clubs that went from like eight until five six a.m and it was like non-stop partying it was so crazy and like all hard dance but they featured all the different genres of hard dance music so you had like the raw stuff like the raw style you had the hardcore that was really really fast and hardcorey and then right. the more melodic hard, hard style I kind of leaned more towards that when I was there mm-hmm. but but yeah I tried to go to all the different stages and like experience different styles so cool. and I, I didn't have a bad experience <clears throat> I really liked all the music
0: I was going to say so for that last one was that more like a partying kind of atmosphere or it sounds like it was still fans of EDM music that were there just as a different vibe than a regular festival
1: well it was only hard dance music so it was very interesting it was just like the defcon one crowd how everyone was dedicated to hard dance music but at Mm -hmm. the same time everybody it had a festival like a chill festival vibe and like the club vibes like very very chill very even though the music is really edgy like people were just like really relaxed and kind of like a more intimate party like people go to clubs and it's just a more intimate setting that's what the whole place was like and I mean there's a beach so people are just chilling it was a really nice atmosphere to be around that's so cool and so question so when you're traveling all these things are you alone or do you have a buddy that you go
0: with or a group
1: um I'm all I'm usually always alone when I travel to festivals but mm-hmm. I usually, you know, have friends there. I you meet people yeah, along I have. The way. Yeah, I've been festivaling and traveling to different countries for so long. I have so many friends, and I just meet up with them all at different festivals. That's awesome. You, you know, my friend awesome. Kat Katerina. Yeah. she has. She's insane. She's super awesome. She does fifty-two festivals a year, fifty-two festivals in fifty-two weeks. That's like her yeah. thing. So she's, she's doing, doing just, it again this year too? Yep. She just oh goes to festivals constantly. So basically every festival I go to, she's there. So I always have her um at right. the very least. But yeah, I have some once you travel so much and go to so many festivals, you meet people who are into it too so you right. always cross paths with each other again at different festivals no matter what country it is and it's really fun that's so cool yeah definitely you're like meeting people along the way how do you I'm just
0: curious Cause like just from seeing online and reading about festivals is like how I become familiar with them but some of these ones in Europe like I had heard of DEF CON but these other ones I would never even know about is it just because they're hard dance centric events or like how do you find out about
1: some of these more obscure in Europe? Um, I, like when you're in yeah in a scene particularly like hard dance everyone just mm-hmm. kind of knows about the big ones and right like especially when you start following your friends and they go to an event it's kind of like word of mouth like seeing it through their story like i have a lot of or friends. yeah i have a lot of friends in the happy hardcore scene on a personal level that's like my group of friends
0: and mm-hmm. so they
1: were all everyone wants to go to defcon but they were all at hard island in croatia last year okay everybody looked like they were having so much fun and I had so much FOMO like the <laughs> hardest and from that moment on I was like I'm going to Hard Island and so yeah. like I did and it wasn't even my plan to go to Defcon 1 like Hard Island just seemed more my cup of tea in the sun on the beach like that just sounded more fun to me but since I was going there and Defcon was like a week and a half before I just decided to go to Defcon 1 I've never been and I started the super crazy trip intense <laughs> no that's so awesome i mean
0: yeah again if anybody wants to check out her experiences go watch her youtube videos because you have edm vlogs for pretty for all of these i'm pretty sure right yeah i do Awesome. Okay, let me go check out her YouTube channel. Um, it's under Cotton Candy Rave. So go follow so you guys can check out everything that she did and all of her experiences. So I have to ask this question. I'm going to put you on the spot. But is EDC, EDC Las Vegas still your favorite, or did a uh, DEFCON sort of push that out?
1: <laughs> I said in my review video I was going to do of DEFCON that I was going to do a video on this. And okay, no, it's it's fine. Like basically, I love them both so much. Like I love right. EDC Las Vegas so much. It's like my favorite place in the world. But then mm-hmm. after going to DEF CON, I was like, wow, like this is also my favorite place in the world. And I yeah. haven't been able to decide if I like one over the other. They're so different. EDC is the the attendees oh, are like so different, gosh. such a different culture. It's all different right. kinds of music, which I love. And then DEF CON, also my type of people, but it's a completely different crowd, completely different music genres. So it's mm-hmm. I can't I can't choose. I love them both equally. They're definitely my favorite festivals in the whole world. They're two of the best, biggest music festivals in the whole world. I wish I could recommend that everyone attend DEF CON because it's so awesome. The fireworks and the lasers are crazy, but it's all hard dance. And I know a lot of people, most people could not go to that festival it would just they wouldn't right. be especially if they don't like it. it's just too specific of a genre it's too intense for a lot of people mm-hmm. and I think that's what makes it so special is because everyone there is so into the music because you're not going right. to have a break from it so you have to be really dedicated to the music to be there and since everyone loves it so much I think that's why it's such a great crowd but so like EDC awesome. everyone is so like plur and friendly and happy and it doesn't matter what genre you like more. Everyone's coming together at the same place, which is also mm-hmm. beautiful. I just right. I can't decide. Different vibes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. No, that's totally right. fair. Yeah, totally. totally fair.
0: but equally as amazing no totally fair and we I talked a little bit about it before you came on but like EVC Las Vegas is just something that's like deeply ingrained in both of us and we like love it so much but um no it's a totally fair answer so I did actually want to talk about because I'm sure some people are interested and I know I get this question a lot and I don't even travel that much to music festivals like I haven't done a European festival before that's like definitely on my bucket list do people ask you a lot of the time how are you able to do all of these festivals like is this something that budget for do you try to keep like a packed schedule and just like in general how do you make all these things happen like scheduling or financially a little of both I guess and whatever you feel comfortable with to sharing but um just for people wondering like are you able to attend all of these music festivals
1: (laughs) so I will explain how it worked before when I had a job right now I don't have a job so I don't I'm not really going to a festival it's going to change yeah um my whole life just changed. Um, I had a pretty good paying job. And so, and I also being like in the scene so long and being an influencer on social media, mm-hmm. I get most of all my tickets for free. I don't, last year I didn't pay for any festival tickets. This year, the only ticket I paid for was my DEF CON 1 ticket. A lot of times like, yes, yeah, so I'm just really lucky that I've been able to get the tickets for free because that is what costs the most. The right. second thing that costs the most is plane tickets and yeah. that's the killer i i have to budget for that like the other expenses are what like really was the killer but Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I love European festivals and all my friends are out there especially in the UK like just my Ray family is out there so I want to go out there yeah and it's just about like strategically like looking for deals on plane tickets um budgeting like staying in really cheap places like hostels the more you travel you find like cheap ways to travel within those different countries Mm -hmm. and honestly it would be as expensive for me to go to Electric Zoo as it would be to go to the UK for like a week because yeah, the plane that's ticket so crazy. Costs, yeah exact the plane ticket to New well. York <laughs> and Seattle like it costs the exact same amount than it would be to go to London so yeah that's ridiculous people think it's more expensive but it's just as expensive to travel in the U S which is crazy yeah totally fair and you work hard too I mean you're covering we could I mean, we could totally do this on another
0: episode. I'm like, we could get so into just like the content creation side, but you're doing coverage, and you're doing vlogs and things like that. And like you said, you have you're really active on like all forms of social media. So you're also providing something to the festivals. So I think it's
1: you're lucky, but you're also working very hard. So I just have to toot your own horn there. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, I do try. It's like when I travel, I'm not I mean, I am traveling for fun but I'm doing it mostly to create like vlogs and videos of all these places that people want to go to but haven't Mm -hmm. been yet or they can't go for whatever reason whether it's finances or just something's getting in the way of them going. Mm -hmm. I for a long time wanted to go to all these big festivals and then I like wasn't going and then yeah I just decided to start traveling and sharing those experiences with people through YouTube and then on Instagram I like to post a lot of videos on my story i really like that instagram stories are a thing because it just feels more personal and Mm -hmm. i oh i like following my friends on social media and seeing them go to all these cool places and it's such a personal level that i feel like i'm there and i really appreciate it so yeah i like following my friends who travel cat again someone really cool to follow she is in a different country on a different continent every week she's crazy and awesome we got to get her on here at some point too, yeah, because her
0: story is absolutely nuts. But do you have a favorite form of social media? Because I know you,
1: I know I love your tweets. I already talked about your Twitter, but <laughs> uh, do you have one that's like your favorite? Um, so I used to be really into Twitter. That was like my favorite platform in the whole world. I don't have a Facebook. I think it's really toxic. I've been without it for a few years and I've never missed it. I used Mm -hmm. to be really into Snapchat. Again, like the story. I like that personal level. But they made some changes a couple of years ago and I didn't like it. And I never Mm -hmm. went back and I have no intention of going back because (laughs) (laughs) they introduced Instagram stories, which is like the same thing. And I like that it's connected to like my feed, I think I really used to love Twitter, but I think Instagram has been my favorite because it mm-hmm. also it, you have your little profile with all your different main pictures and stuff. But like the story aspect, I just really like a lot for both sharing my story and then and looking at other people's stories. And what's been as far as starting your YouTube channel? What's been your favorite part about doing that? YouTube is such a different project. It's not so much social media to me. Mm-hmm. I started. Doing vlogs for myself. That's what, I mean, I do other videos, but at the end of the day, I'm a music festival vlogger. That's what I mm-hmm. center all of my travels around. I just want to go to these festivals and, you know, document, turn, yeah, document, show how cool they are, show my experience. So it was more of an outlet for me. To like to create something out of what I enjoy so I like going to festivals but being able to come back and be creative with my videos and actually mm-hmm. put it out there that so it's not really social media to me it's more like a platform just to share my creativity right. uh, hence like the vlog yeah, yeah. well too because um, you do your reviews and also you're giving tips
0: and information for people like you said who might want to attend in the future or just want a better idea of what the experience is actually like like I find myself now. More often than not, trying to find people's vlogs, like Imagine Music Festival, for example, coming up. It's going to be my first time. There were a couple of vlogs on it, but mainly it's just people uploading live sets. And I want to see, like, what the actual experience is like. I want to see videos of the stages and, like, what it's like walking around. I think it's super helpful, especially since you're covering some of these festivals in Europe that a lot of people don't get to travel to. It's entertaining and it's informational. So I feel like you've got like the best of both worlds there.
1: Yeah, I need to get like better. And I mean, I am getting better at it. But like, obviously, when I started, I was just vlogging, whatever. Like I was, Mm -hmm. like I said, I was just doing it for myself. I wasn't really paying attention. So like I went to Tomorrowland and this was when I barely started taking vlogging more seriously. So I feel like there's a lot of things I could have paid attention to that I could have then taken and I could have done mm-hmm. so many more tips for people going to Tomorrowland. Like there's not a lot of people doing Tomorrowland tips. But at the same time like I wasn't paying enough attention. Now like a year or so later I'm I'm paying more attention for festivals. So you know, in order to be able to share and help people out. Um so I'm taking so I, I have realized that my (laughs) vlogs and videos are becoming a platform to share tips and stuff and so I need to be more aware of that because yeah people aren't posting that kind of stuff on YouTube like there's just not very much content about a lot of these festivals which is weird.
0: Yeah, no, but it is. I mean, I I totally feel you on that. Like, I can relate super hard to that. But you live and you learn too. Like, you definitely were in the moment, and then now it's a year later. You've grown, and your channel's grown, and you kind of can also see, like, based on feedback and other things, like, oh, people want to know you're really great at this. Like, people want to know more information about pricing. I get those questions. So, like, how much was the food?
1: I was like I don't know I didn't look at it I have no recollection of that shit but you yeah that's one of the things things that I started to like try to pay attention to is like I would miss stuff people would ask me things like that like how much does it cost like how much was the ticket and stuff like that and I like didn't used to include those in my reviews or like my tip videos so yeah again feedback things people have asked me on like the comments and stuff I pay more attention to that now going to festivals and vlogging for sure yeah so in
0: before we wrap up I know I could literally talk to you about this stuff forever but at this point I know like you said your schedules changed a little bit and I'm very proud of you for for taking this to quit your job because I know you said you want to just like do what makes you happy in life and that wasn't making you happy anymore so I know your schedule's changed
1: (laughs) go ahead for those who don't know Emma she's really cool especially for letting (laughs) me vent to her about my old job I was telling her all the time like how much I hated it so you know thanks for listening to me and of course you know you texted me as soon as I like quit my job, like the second I did. So <laughs> life is and short. Is really cool. So I'm, <laughs> I'm really happy I know her. But okay, sorry, sorry for being cheesy. But no, uh, no, no. Thank you. Thank
0: what you. Was your no, question again? <laughs> I was gonna say, so uh, you said you're going to nocturnal, but I know that obviously changes your plans financially and with other things. But do you still have um, a bucket list of shows or festivals that you still want to attend?
1: Yeah, so my festival season, like I wanted to do so many more festivals this year and like I like I said all my tickets are usually free Mm -hmm. so that helps but like I have been unemployed for a month I literally have to budget so hard like I've never been so broke before in my life Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I can go to Dos Energy I just I love raving so um, I don't want to like not rave so I'm going yeah. to lots energy because I live in Utah and it's free so I can swing that nocturnal I found out that that is also going to be free for me I just mm-hmm. have to drive there and it's not that far like I can come up with the money to do it but like that's it which is going to be hard for me because I just want to rave all the time
0: <laughs> I, know, I know I was going to say for some people that's like a ton <laughs>
1: but for you you're yeah. like nah yeah like I mean but I don't do anything even when I when I did like have a job like I don't go to clubs i don't go to local shows like right. i only spend my money on like the travel expenses so i can go to these events like yeah, i'm hoping to start my job like next week and if i do that okay. then i'm hoping i could do another euro trip at the end of october i know that's so irresponsible of me to like <laughs> The job and already spend like the money I do have like on an- on another trip but I just really love festivaling and also like I said my rave family a lot of them are in the UK so mm-hmm. I want to go out there and like hang out with them for Halloween like a lot of my friends are DJing this the- one of the biggest raves in the UK called West Fest Halloween. Mm-hmm. Raving is really cool traveling for festivals is cool but at the end of the day like seeing my friends that really makes an event for me and so that's why hopefully I get start my job soon and hopefully I can save money because yeah I just yeah. want to go spend time with my race fam you've got some time and all this I mean this stuff is temporary it, it won't be forever and
0: definitely like lean on anybody you need to lean on in the meantime but you you did West Fest last year too I think I remember
1: seeing I, your blog I did that I think you asked me about my bucket list I wasn't really I didn't no, I was know I know not know perfect really <laughs> answered your questions very well this, this but yeah West Fest was on my bucket list Forever, because like I said, I've been raving a long time. I love Darren Styles so much. So like for years, like years and years ago, I was listening to his West Fest set because you know he's from the UK, so he used to be really big there. So all the Happy Hardcore DJs, like I used to listen to their West Fest live set, and it was just like on my bucket list, one of the places I had to go. So there was EDC Las Vegas, Tomorrowland, DefCon One, and West Fest were like my bucket list for years. Like those were the places. And last year. I mean, going to Tomorrowland was, like, a big deal. But, like, going to West Fest, now, that was a big deal because I was listening to those live sets of Darren Styles for so long. And then I saw him there at West Fest last year. And it was, like, mm-hmm. just the craziest thing, man. Cool. I'm on their website right <laughs> like now. a dream come <laughs> true. <through. laughs>
0: It's oh, like yeah, main it's stage, really,
1: drum and it's bass. It's really small and underground. Drum and yeah. bass is huge. Jungle, it's
0: hardcore, hard style. That's
1: so cool. Yeah, it's very, it's very small. It's not like a big festival. It's like a real rave. It has the real rave vibe. Nice. Um, but like all these different stages. Yeah, I love it. All of my friends are playing on the HD UK and Hardcore Heaven stage. They're okay. all really cool DJs, so they're worth checking out. Awesome. Everyone go look them up. Um, and of course, Darren Styles, main yes. stage. Um, I have to be there. <laughs> Gotta check him out. Okay, side shows before we wrap
0: up here. What else are you excited about content wise or like what's coming up next for you? Like you said, are you trying to do more YouTube videos or just being active
1: on social media in general? Yeah, so like. I have, I was struggling with finding time to do YouTube because I was working full time. Mm -hmm. And so the only time I really had to do YouTube videos were like the weekends or like late at night. But then I love like I want to travel. So I was traveling all the time for like Mm -hmm. every weekend and for like weeks at a time to go to these festivals. So I had no time to do YouTube at all. So now I don't have a job and I had time to do like a bunch of videos. Mm -hmm. I, I did all my vlogs and reviews from my Europe trip. But like, The thing is, though, is, like, I I like doing other YouTube videos. Like, I have time to do more if I want to, but like I said, at the end of the day, like I'm a vlogger. Yeah, and I, unfortunately, that's what I want to do is I want to travel to festivals and make vlogs, but I have to cut back a lot. Right. So It'll be temporary. To be, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. I'll probably do more tip videos. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna be hard not editing vlogs because that's what I like. <laughs> well, so in there, just super curious. Uh, I'll make it quick because I know we have an hour
0: but in so you're in Salt Lake, right? Are there is there like an EDM scene? or like
1: a venue that in particular that people would even go to for EDM shows? Um, yeah, the EDM scene is actually pretty darn big here. It wasn't when I first moved here. Like mm-hmm. I said, unfortunately, I'm not super active in the scene here because I was always traveling to different states and countries for events. Mm-hmm. So I, di- I don't support my local scene, which is bad. I no. feel really bad. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm never here. I'm always like traveling elsewhere. But yeah, I guess I can try and be more in involved now that i'm here i know that guy so the main event company the biggest one is v2 Events. Mm -hmm. they're the ones who are throwing dos energy which is like the biggest festival that we have right and then they also do shows at clubs like this one called sky is really popular pretty affordable and they bring some really good acts there and there's another big club called park city live which is really expensive sometimes. Like I think Tiesta was there for like $150 and it was just like, oh my no. god, Yeah. yeah. At that point, you might as well go to a festival and like see all these different like big acts for $150. Right, right,
0: right. It's so crazy. And yeah. really quickly too, just because I'm curious now, <laughs> I'm like picking your brain. So I want to go to a festival in California at some point. I know Insomniac has a lot out there. Are there any you would recommend in California? Dude, I have you so not fast?
1: been to a Cal- a SoCal rave. Nope. What? I know it's a freaking far
0: flight. It's like a six-hour flight. I mean, that,
1: that is so true. I felt the same way about Izu. Like I was supposed yeah. to go to Izu, and I had to cancel that because yeah, way too far, way too much money to go from. all the Yeah, way you over can't do it there. in a quick weekend. I would believe me, like me being me, I would love to just fly out for
0: the weekend but like I'm out of vacation days and money wise there's just I would want to stay too I'd want to go from like a Thursday to a Tuesday or whatever and have more time if I'm like flying all the way out to California but I mean escape is high up on my list I don't
1: know if you've ever done that one <laughs> oh my gosh escape is my favorite yeah so- after EDC, Escape Psycho Circus is hands down my favorite Insomniac event. Okay. It's held at the NAS Event Center, which is like the most popular event with Insomniac. They've, like I said, my first Nocturnal Wonderland was there at the NAS Event Center, and I've been there. It's a really cool venue, but I've been there at least 50 times, so it's mm-hmm. kind of rough going to the same place <laughs> every every year. But for Halloween, for escape they the decorations and like what they do with their imagination like it's so much fun like it's different than any other festival i've been to because you know Mm -hmm. like beyond wonderland kind of reminds me of a mini edc like i really like mm-hmm. it, but it's so colorful, but like, Escape is different than anything else they do because it's like Halloween theme and they really go all out. They have like a haunted house that's actually kind of scary. Um, <laughs> I don't know anyone out there who knows Rabbit in the Moon. The creative director, um, of Insomniac is Bunny uh-huh. from Rabbit, of, from Rabbit in the Moon. Okay. And he said before, like, Escape is his favorite because Rabbit in the Moon is like really obscure and crazy. And so that part of him gets to come out all right, the events right. they- they going to be really, really crazy with escape. And I would highly recommend it to anyone. And if you're going to your first SoCal event, insomniacs escape, that's a really good one. Awesome. Okay, I'm definitely I got to do that at some point. But thank you so much for coming on before we close out here. Um, where can people find you? Can you
0: plug all your social media handles?
1: Yeah, on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is at underscore c-o-t-t-o-n-k-a-n-d-i-k-i-d. So underscore cotton candy kid. It was really hard for me to find a handle that was consistent (laughs) on both Twitter and Instagram. It had to be so extra. Cotton candy was (laughs) taken on Instagram probably by me and I forgot my password (laughs) forever ago. Same with Twitter. So, yep, unfortunately it's complicated. And then if you type in cotton candy on YouTube, I'll probably come up cotton and then K A N D I.
0: Awesome. Yeah, everybody go check out all of her stuff. Follow her on social media and check out all vlogs from travels We're just getting to experience everything with you. And I'm really excited for you. I know this is like a turning point in life where it feels like a moment of like a big change. But I think it's going to be all good things for you. And anytime you want to come to the New York, New Jersey area, you have a place to stay.
1: Aww. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm awesome. to eat through, so I, I know. You again, but, yeah. <laughs> we'll find another we'll festival. Sure. An we'll, yeah, I'll we'll definitely again, do another one for sure.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, girl. Have a good night. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. So, you guys, there we have it. Our cotton candy episode. Thank you so much, girl, for coming on this week. Uh, I absolutely loved that. I seriously could talk to her forever. It's so nice just like having things in common with someone and just having the conversation flow and she's just got such an interesting outlook on music festivals in the EDM community and for someone who started raving at 13 years old it's crazy she's had a lot of experiences in this scene in this industry and I always love to ask her opinions on music festivals so I hope you guys all enjoyed that I'm glad we got to cover hard dance music I'm going to say it correctly now. Uh, That was an education for me. I hope for a bunch of you guys out there, I'm definitely going to be going to check out those artists that she recommended. Uh, Darren Styles is great. And I hope to go to um, some festivals and live shows in my area that have hard dance music. I think it sounds really, really fun. There's definitely like an energy about it. And I know that the fans are so loyal to that type of music. So I do want to experience it a little bit more. And I'm going to try and expand the genres that I listen to and definitely try and have more happy hardcore and hard style and hard dance music in my Spotify and my playlists. <laughs> but anyway, um, thank you guys so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this. I'm curious to hear your feedback on it. Again, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. If you want to follow me, it's at Emma Capotis on Instagram and Twitter and at Rave Culture Cast on Instagram and Twitter. Again, you guys can submit any topic suggestions, episode ideas, um, and also please submit to the unpopular ED Opinions and how you carry the player mentality into your everyday life to raveculturecast at gmail.com. Raveculturecast at gmail.com. I'm looking forward to seeing all of your submissions and reading your stories. You guys send in some incredible stuff, and I absolutely love getting to know you guys and just hear your feedback and have you contribute. It's so exciting to see this grow every single week. It blows my mind. It's just kind of surreal when I'm just sitting here in my bedroom recording this and it reaches all of you guys and I'm so happy that you can relate to the episodes and I love having people come on here to talk to to share their stories as well because there's so many cool people in the scene and I just want to continue to bring that to you guys and have just like a positive conversation surrounding the EDM community uh, that we all love so much and I got a lot of festival suggestions out of today too (laughs) I hope we took that away from this as well Um, like I said I don't have a lot of experience with European music festivals so um, Cotton Candy definitely is like the expert on that. And please go show her some love and support check out her EDM vlogs and give her a follow on social media She's wonderful. i um, such an absolute sweetheart And if you see her at nocturnal definitely go over and say hi to her I think that's all i've got for you guys. Uh, I was gonna say please give this a thumbs up This is how much youtube is ingrained in my brain you guys But if you want you can go follow me on youtube and subscribe over there I would absolutely love to have you guys I'm gonna be coming out with some more electric zoo content outfit ideas and some stuff coming up for a magic and music festival super excited stay tuned again for all the meetup info and uh just my plans i'll be having i think at this point the electric zoo after parties were already supposed to be announced so i'm gonna be i'm giving you guys some info on that and i think that's all i've got thank you guys so much for tuning in this week i'll be back next wednesday with a new episode peace